Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show with an internet connection. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or just us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there at the home today making us sound good she's my mal pal she's your mal pal she's our cooper rush qb2 she's at she's mallory hartley i almost said it but i didn't hey y'all good to be here always thanks for filling in absolutely i love pickle said something about hating us and not wanting to be a part of the show anymore (sighs) she's a she's she's a pantsuit pickle right now she is she's pantsuit pickle she's doing some deals getting stuff done so she's she's out today speaking of cash and necks and snapping or cash and checks and snapping necks (laughs) cash and necks and snapping checks cash and checks and snapping necks sitting right to my right he's the recruiting insider what's our director of recruiting that we went with uh yeah any of those are fine i'll take any of those <laughs> recruit guy what no what was the what was the, uh, the dumb re- traveling recruiting man traveling recruiting man he's uh, the I traveling recruiting man for dave campbell's texas football i love it he's greg powers hello greg what's up y'all thanks for joining us i'm glad to be here man it was a good i mean you're this con- was a good week this was a good week oh yeah i mean most of the weeks to be real honest i gotta be honest almost all of these these segments are terrible but this segment is actually gonna yeah. be good yeah today is wednesday <laughs> may 10th 2023 it's 197 days until thanksgiving happy birthday to boy um i don't know buno buno from you too oh you too Oh, Bono? His name's Bono. Okay, well, I didn't... Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. He's old. He turned 63 today. Oh. Um, and then it's just a bunch of Instagram people. Keenan from Keenan and Kel is 45. Okay. Does that make you feel old? Yes, actually it does. Mm-hmm. He's been on SNL for like 20 years. Anyway, it's episode... Funny guy. Funny guy. It's episode 1,900, 500, I don't know, 1,588, something like that. You got to put the lower third, otherwise I'm never going to remember. On today's show, folks, we've got This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers. Uh, talking all things recruiting across the Lone Star State. And as he said, it was a very big week of recruiting. We'll talk about that. And then back half of the show, Powers had fun on Saturday. Powers went, with, along with Mike Craven, 
to the 2023 Texas High School Barbecue State Championships, and we will bring you live reaction from Greg Powers about his trip to Round Rock and the Barbecue State Championship. It was just he a gr- is oozing to tell everybody. Yeah, it was just a great day in general. You know, I, I'll save it. I'll save it. Stay tuned. We went and, coming up. We went and had barbecue. Coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door, Malpal? We have first one through the door. Wow. Where are you at, haters? I know. Welcome in, Nick Morton, for being our only... Boo. We have nine people watching, but only one comment on YouTube, at least. All, so, welcome in, Nick all Morton. for the weekend, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Welcome in. Sucks. Disappointed in you guys. Very, very uh, Maybe all, all right. the comments came in on Twitch. Maybe all on Twitch. That's it. All right. <clears throat> you ready to do this? Let's do it. I just think that it's interesting that Mallory shows up and suddenly people stop watching. Mm-hmm. That's very... That is very unnecessary. That's very mean. I just... I'm just... I'm just following... Just following the You know what? Here. You can run your own show from No, I can't. I need you to run the computer. Oh, I don't... The, like, I can't run my own show. I think you know this. By the time everybody in Dallas hears me say, you know, like, the, the lead-in to the yep. show, everybody will be tuned in by then. Everybody can hear me. Let's find out. I am Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. This is This Week in Cruton. Good one. It's This Week in Recruiting. Greg Powers, our Director of Recruiting here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express. Mallory, top three items on the Chicken Express menu. Go. Mm. I love their fried okra. That's a very, very good underrated. Fried okra underrated. Is, oh man, I'm gonna want Chicken Express for lunch. I, I know. Just know it. This is I want, this, this is, is the, the problem with this segment. This is, I'm it's the problem, too. and it can't be on Wednesday too because I don't know about you guys, but like you know, you start off the week, hey, let's eat a little bit healthy stuff like that. You get to mm-hmm. Wednesday, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I know. Not I know. Because you got to make it till Friday. You need Chicken right. Express to you uh, really power do. you through. Yeah, a little, little hump day Chicken Express. Right. Um, Okay, fried okra. Fried okra. Let me see. I I love their spicy chicken. Yeah. More than spiky, the regular. Spiky tendies. Spicy tendies. And man, I love their mashed potatoes. I've had I their, love I've had their, their mashed, mashed potatoes. Hey, when you dip the spicy chicken in the mashed potatoes and gravy. Man, I haven't had, oh, I haven't had the mash so in, good. in a hot minute. That it's might need so to be... That might need to be the go-to. You want to know what's really cool? It's hearing somebody else talk about Chicken Express besides, you know, usually it's just... That's why I, I took, like, Mallory's only done this week in recruiting three or four times, like a handful of times, and yeah, so I, yeah, we've yeah, never yeah. actually gotten her power rankings, and so it's like... Yeah, but it was, like, right refreshing because I do dip the chicken... So I put the chicken inside the roll, then dunk it in the gravy. You make the sandwich. I make the sandwich. Mm-hmm, the sandwich. But she goes straight chicken, spicy, tendy, right into the mashed potatoes. Okay. Yeah, literally, my order every time I go is the spicy tendies, the fried okra, and then mashed potatoes. So when every time. All right, let me ask fail. you. A, all right, food question. Okay. Sure. You get done dipping the chicken in the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Does the spicy chicken leave like some residue for the mashed, like increase the flavor of the mashed potatoes? A little after? crisps? Yeah. It absolutely does. <laughs> it absolutely does. See, listen, that is what we in the business call a symbiotic relationship, okay? <laughs> yes. Everyone benefits. The, the tendies benefit, the mash benefits. It's all good. It sure does. It's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, we're going on to Dripping Springs to talk about their soon-to-be senior offensive tackle, Jacob Ponton, who committed this week to Texas Tech had offers from places like Texas State and Tulsa, but 
the DCCF three-star was an all-district player there for the Tigers last year. Uh, and you like this guy. It, certainly the, 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 the frame is there, 6'7", 250. Um, and this, he feels like a guy that when you get him into a nutrition program and when you really get him up to the, uh, hang some weight on that frame, he could be a real steal her attack. Yeah, I really like what he, his athleticism that he has on tape, but I mean, there's a couple of other things to kind of look at in this recruitment that are going to jump out. Um, as he starts his senior season this year, he'll only be 16 years old. Wow. So he's a young, he's a young player That's for crazy. being a senior. So he played his junior season at 15 or at the start of his junior season. It's very was, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith did that when he was at USC too. Like he yeah. got drafted. He got drafted by the Cowboys when he was like 19 or something. So when you're talking about relative upside, I mean Jacob's got plenty of it because he's, he's still yeah, he's still developing, uh-huh. right? And he's already six seven. He played at two fifty. I I don't know exactly what he's checking in at now. His pictures in his Texas Tech jersey made him look a little bit bigger, so I I, I would guess that he's a little bit bigger than that, maybe two sixty, two six two sixty five right now. He's a he's a really good dual sport high school athlete. He's a uh, pitcher, believe it or oh, not, wow. for his teams. Can you imagine, you know, having to go Staring up against a six seven, two hundred and 60-pound pitcher. That'd be – I mean, that's crazy. Um, So there are some things there to really like about him, and Texas Tech does a pretty good job of identifying guys in the Lone Star State who have a chance to get into their strength and conditioning program and develop, and they can, uh, you know – potentially turn into future all-conference type of talents and Dripping Springs uh, they had a I don't know if you guys know this they had a quarterback last year who was pretty good Mm -hmm. he went to Oregon he signed with Oregon his name's Austin Novosad and uh, Jacob Ponton didn't let him get his jersey dirty and that's very important because he has the length and you know possibly agility to be a left tackle Mm -hmm. a true left tackle and that's something that's hard to find Yes, he is a guy that uh, I think there's there's a lot of reason to believe that the very best is yet to come for Jacob Ponton, and, and this strikes me as one of those tech getting in early on a guy. And you know, look if you want to if you want to speculate here, speculate wildly, which we'd love to do. This strikes me as those coaches up there at Tech talking to folks within the industry, talking to, to coaches, and basically saying. Hey, Dripping Springs has got this kid out at right tackle that they're playing that like, and just hearing the backstory because like you watch the film and it's impressive. But, right. Like I think people got the film and they were focused a lot on like Austin Novosad and stuff like right. that. This strikes me as one of those just talking around and, and and you need to be tipped off to him to find him, and then once you do, you realize, oh yeah, there's a lot to like here. Yeah, that's definitely why I wanted to give some of that backstory too on him to put it that this commitment into perspective because I don't think that he was a guy that was um, super radared up by yeah. a lot of like even hardcore mm-hmm. recruiting fans. A name that was kind of out of left field, I guess, in a lot of ways. Right. Most certainly. So, uh, big exciting news there for Tech as they pick up Jacob Ponton from Dripping Spreaks. Let's roll on to our Commit of the Week. That was a commitment. This is another commitment. Uh, our Commit of the Week a going down cheat hack this to week for San, this Antonio, San Antonio to O'Connor to talk about their center, Briley Brown, who committed this week to UTSA to stay home. A DCTF three-star uh, is the first verbal 
incredible for the class of 2024 for Jeff Trailer and the UTSA Roadrunners. Uh, he had offers from places like Tech, uh, Louisiana Tech, and Incarnate Word. He decides to stay home and... It's interesting because last year UTSA didn't sign a kid from San Antonio. Right. But that has been that's the exception as opposed to the rule as far as since Jeff Trailer has been there. They have tried to draw a circle around the Alamo City, and they did so here with getting Briley Brown out of O'Connor. Yeah, and a, a, another important pickup because he's one of the best players in San Antonio, and I think that Jeff Trailer and his staff there have tried to put up a fence around the city right they're trying to they've done a tremendous job of winning games building a brand in san antonio that uh will that the top rated kids in in the city may be interested to stay at home Mm -hmm. and briley is the fourth brown brother that head coach o'connor head coach david molesky's had the chance to coach down there and i i love the little brother thing Mm -hmm. too right like you're in a family of athletes you're the little brother you've kind of come up behind all these giants that have come before you and now you've got a little bit of chip on your shoulder and I think he does he plays with that chip coach Molesky and I had a pretty interesting conversation as it relates to um, his recruitment and what position that he might Mm -hmm. be playing in college I've rated him as a center Um, UTSA's recruit him as a center but I think there's sometimes a misconception when you're rated at center that you know like you're you're pinned down or not you can do right that's all you can do that couldn't be further from the truth I think it's the actually and and coach agreed with me or I agreed with him I can't remember how it came out it's probably me agreeing with him two smart people talking yeah two smart people were talking uh when you're a center, you could easily kick over to play guard, but when you're a guard, you can't you can't move yes. in and play center. Hundred percent, right? So, I think that's what he brings to the table. Six foot four, two hundred eighty pounds. He has the intelligence, the athleticism, and the get off to be a tremendous center prospect, and that's where we like him best at. Uh, but he also has the the power and the nasty mean streak to play guard if need be. He can open up run lanes. G- good good commitment for you utsa to get started in 2024 because he's versatile look that's the thing like if the worst case scenario is oh no we got the best center in the city of san antonio like okay deal like no matter what that's a good deal there for for jeff trailer and company so it's a nice pickup to start their 2024 recruiting class and of course o'connor used him at left tackle you know what i mean so i mean he's got a tackle experience yeah so he can do a little bit of everything exactly uh, it's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, our recruiting our, our director of recruiting here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Let's roll on to our underclassmen of the week. Underclassmen of the week, we're bouncing up to the DFW area at the South Oak Cliff to talk about their hmm. soon-to-be junior linebacker, J.J. Shelton. Don't um, pay attention to the height and weight. Six, six one, six foot, two hundred. Okay. So, so I'm not just. I'm gonna list. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, just tell you some facts. Okay. There are. Here is a timeline of things that happened. Okay. Last week. J.J. Shelton was named a Dave Campbell's Texas Football four-star. Texas Football Rising four-star, right? Yep. Is that correct? For the class of 2025. In the last 24 hours, he has picked up offers from Texas, Texas A&M, and Stanford. True. I am not saying those two things are connected, but I am saying those are two true things that happened in pretty quick succession, and I have a hard time believing that Steve Sarkeesian and Jimbo Fisher and who's new coach at Stanford? I don't remember. 
Uh, hard that's it. Yeah, that's a. Let's look uh, that up while you're talking. I'll look at it. I have a hard time believing that they're not coming on to TexasFootball.com and saying, "Greg Powers thinks we should recruit this guy. Why don't we offer him?" JJ Shelton uh, is uh, is a is a a rising star in in the class of Troy Taylor. Troy Taylor. Uh, so. Thanks for subscribing, Coach Taylor. Anyway, J.J. <laughs> Shelton, new DCF four-star and new three-offer man. You know, um, we put an article up on him on April 29th. He was closing in on double-digit offers. Mm-hmm. He hadn't hit that double-digit offer. That day that the story went up, he hit number 10. Mm-hmm. Then last week, he he picked up the three offers that you said. And I, I always really pay attention – First off, I pay attention to the big in-state offers, right? Like, if you get a P5 in-state offer, that's like a, a banner mark. Yeah. Um, Stanford is another one for me because it says that not only can you play good football, but you're also uh, at the highest levels of academic achievement. Mm-hmm. Stanford offered is probably one of the most elusive ones in at the P5 level that any player in Texas can receive. But he also picked up offers last week from Nebraska, Oregon, LSU, Miami, Notre Dame, Jeez. and Tennessee. Jeez. Oh my God. They call him Batman over at uh, South Oak Cliff. He's part of a trio of tremendously talented linebackers, the uh, a linebacking core that also features Brandon Jones and Kelvion Rigg- Riggins. Mm-hmm. Um you know, South Oak Cliffs linebacker coach Dominic Spencer is going to have a fun year coaching those three young men. And th- what I love about them is that they all bring something a little bit different to the table. Brandon Jones had 199 tackles last year. Kelvion Riggins is one of the most physically imposing prospects in the state. But J.J. Shelton is the perfect blend of a prospect because he can do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. He's not only good coming off the edge he can drop back in coverage and kind of observing him throughout the spring evaluation period throughout the offseason he is a leader mm-hmm. and I think that that is what is most important he's the vocal leader of the defense he understands all the roles that everybody's playing and he he's his football IQ is extremely high and I think his talent compared with that is why you're seeing like a torrential downpour of scholarship offers falling on Shelton down at South Oak Cliff. So congratulations, Shelton. You put in the work and now you're reaping the benefits. Yeah, it's it's he's a guy who probably slid under the radar for the past couple of years because he's just been he was on a defense that that signed like seven guys to the FBS. Seven defensive backs. Yeah, seven defensive backs. So it's like it's hard to break through and, and kind of show up on the tape. But now I think people are starting to kind of dig in and be like, okay, well, what does South Oak Cliff have this year? And they're starting to – I think once you kind of zoom in, you kind of – I don't want to say you cover up the guys who are gone. But right. like if you're watching the tape, you're like, okay, well, he's off to Texas. Well, he's off to, to A&M. Oh, this guy in the middle, J.J. Shelton's pretty darn good too. And I think that that's – that is maybe why you're seeing this this flurry – Suddenly, of of guys paying attention because South Oak Cliff's always going to have dudes, and Shelton is the next dude. Yeah, he is. He is a dude on a team of dudes. Yes, most certainly. It's hard to stand out on a team of dudes, but he is doing that. JJ Shelton, the South Oak Cliff linebacker. Let's round it all out with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week, staying in the DFW Metroplex, but going south, going north of town rather. Let's talk about Melissa, soon to be senior defensive end Nigel Smith. Uh, so recently. The NCAA lifted the limit on official visits. You can yep. take as many official visits as you want. I would like an official visit to Hawaii, please. Um, and he announced that he will take six official visits. So far. You're, uh, <laughs> so far. Okay, ready? Yep. Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, 
Penn State, Ohio State, and Rutgers. Let's go. Got a hold of the beanbag. Rutgers. <laughs> He'll be, I wonder if the beanbag is, is drawing him there. He's the first known prospect <laughs> to, uh, in Texas to say that he's going to take more than five official visits. Uh, he's a number 11 DCTF four-star guy. In that conversation for five-star status, like he's on that very short list, uh, Nigel Smith is a monster, and everyone's going to be after him, and these six teams have to feel pretty good about where they sit right now. And I, I kind of put in the order in the story, the order he's taken, his official visits, Rutgers, Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma will be this spring. Rutgers. Rutgers will be his first official visit. And then I think Texas A&M and Texas were in, maybe Texas A&M was this spring as well. Mm-hmm. And then Texas was into the fall season during a game, I think. So um, interesting to see how he laid those trips out, but also opens up like a broader discussion, right, about the official visit thing and how people want to use those official visits. Um is Rutgers a dark is Rutgers a dark horse in Nigel Smith's recruitment, or is this just a for fun official visit? And how do how do schools navigate that's through that? Right, like that's really interesting to me because schools have budgets, right? Like, right. like they've got a lot of money. Don't get me wrong; I'm, I'm not crying poor for these schools, but um, and especially on the G five level, where the budgets are a little tighter. You know, for those who don't know, there's a, can you give a rundown of what makes an official visit versus an unofficial visit? An unofficial visit is you pay mm-hmm. to go to the mm-hmm. campus. You pay for your travel. You pay for everything that happens on campus. An official visit, they pay. And yes. it can be, um, you know, within a certain time span that you can take those official visits during the NCAA allowed allowable calendar period for official visits. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a 48-hour trip to campus. Yes. So, And they'll pay for everything. They'll pay for you and, and those who you bring with you. Um, to come on the visit so i mean it's a big deal you know they put you up in a hotel feed you dinner take you to do all the cool stuff and, and i'm sure that a lot of people who listen to this show kind of read the the piece by the athletic last year where they detailed what went into and how much the cost was for um, an official visit for arch manning and mm-hmm. what that weekend was like for everybody else who came in so it's an exorbitant cost that the yes. colleges dump into these official visits but it's also fair to point out that you only are allowed to host X amount of official visits Correct. per year. Yes. And I believe that number is 56. NCAA, NCAA has a lot of rules, and sometimes I forget the exact finer points, but I think it's 56 official visits that you're allowed. So out of those 56 official visits, you have to sign your class. Yes. So if you waste an official visit on someone who that you're not going to get, right? that kind of puts you behind. Let's just say, like, I, I made the joke about, like, oh, I'd love an official visit to Hawaii. Let's use Hawaii as an example. Right. There's obvious reasons why you would want to go take an official visit to Hawaii, even if you have no intention of going to Hawaii, right? Nigel Smith, God bless him, probably not going to play for the Rainbow Warriors, right? Nope. So if you are, I think the onus now goes on those coaching staffs to say, hey, to kind of, I don't want to say weed them out, but be like, I think think this is going to cause people to be a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? I, there are some colleges out there that kind of that are they're big offer town, big offer schools. They just offer everybody. They'll they'll be like, well, what's the cost of an offer? It doesn't cost us anything. Well, now there might be a cost, it's like a cut back, an yeah. actual cost associated with it. Because if you're a school, let's just say I'll pick on uh, Georgia Tech. If Georgia Tech decides to just offer everybody under the sun, well, then suddenly you're going to have all these people saying, yeah, I want to come and visit you, even though you a have to pay for them and b you know they're not going to come. You know what I mean? So I think that this is going to add an additional element of scouting to the college side that's required of them. 
before we transition 100% away from yeah. Nigel Smith, Let's because I have something that I do want to, I want to expand on what ex- exactly you said. Nigel Smith has six official visits coming up. He's the number 11 rated player in the Lone Star State for a reason. Six foot five, 255, uh, 260 pounds, you know, in that range. We got him listed at 6'5", 250. I think he's the perfect candidate to play the five technique uh, at the top at the highest levels yes. of college football could play that for anybody strong side defensive end where he lines up over tackle he's really a tremendous run stopping force and you know easily one of the top guys in the state and he's considering some elite programs early on the the rumors have been or the talk has been like Oklahoma and Ohio State are really well positioned to possibly mm-hmm. land his commitment at some point in the future he's taken multiple trips there um, but I, I do think it's important to note that there are two in-state schools on this list Texas and Texas A&M that will be able to fire their shot and throw their hat in the ring to have a serious chance at, at signing Nigel one in-state school that's not on the list that he has taken visits to already is Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring this up is to go back to your point about the visits because I think Texas Tech is the perfect school to use in state to kind of set up how to explain what I'm thinking about. How, the I guess it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. with the new official visit rule, right? Because Texas Tech is now developed into a factor for some of the top prospects mm-hmm. in Texas. They've always been, you know, in the mix for some of them, but now they're like, you know, heavily involved in a lot of these recruitments. They've had Nigel Smith step foot on campus multiple times already. Is it a blessing that he didn't schedule a visit to Texas? Is he doing them a favor that he didn't want it to? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it had, was there communication there? I'm, Texas Tech may not be in a great spot to land him. They are probably high up enough his on his list that they could have that they would that, that yeah. they could have wooed him into mm-hmm. an official visit but if you're talking him into it is that again is that the best use of your resources is that there's right. a finite number of resources so i think mcguire and his staff they're going to build the relationships with these guys now they have the tough decision to make who do we say no to who do we not let come on an official visit yeah like how do we decide that yeah it's a new it's a new kind of wrinkle that is going to make the recruiting world all the more complicated like all yeah. the more it's just an added an added level of kind of something you need to consider because if you don't have a shot at a guy don't waste your money don't waste your time but all, honestly that has to start with the offer in my opinion i think this is going to cause teams to be more judicious with their offers and here's another thing to take into consideration as you're evaluating this right he scheduled six official visits he could take 60 yeah so you can't look he at could the, visit all 133 or whatever he, you can't look at the official visit list now and say that's that's nigel smith's top six yeah right and i actually when i was writing this article today i put you know release his top six schools because he's taken a you know what from that standpoint that's not the truth anymore yeah it's so interesting you know what i mean you can't even read between the lines on what visits they're going to be taken officially to see really it's like will they let him take the visit will they pay for it that school's on the list because he's taken official visits i don't think a lot of these guys will take an abundance of official visits because you know after you take two you're kind of like over it yeah you can be over it there are some who really love it and like want to go on all of them but after you take a couple and you chew up all your free weekends and all that kind of you've already talked you know what i mean like so i don't think that we'll see a lot of these guys take 10 
official visits. I think that'll be the exception, not the rule. But you just can't look at the official visits now yeah. and go, hey, one of those six schools are going to land Nigel Smith because Bama could pop up and say, hey, you know what? Come in in December. Let's get you on an official visit. I think it makes, you know, we're not really in the business of like the prognostication, like the the, the crystal ball stuff. Right. You know, like other other outlets are. And, and they do great work. I'm not, I'm not carping on them. I'm saying that makes their job tougher. I, I think. think. Yeah. I think that I think that really makes their job tougher. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, so speaking of which, uh, I'm on 247 Sports' page right now. And, and um, I was just pulled, like, just randomly. Okay. I pulled up uh, a profile for Tobias Steps, the tackle from Lancaster. Sure. And it's this is interesting. They've got a thing here. It's Commitment Watch, announcing on May 12th, 2023. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, Tobias Steps will be here in studio. <gasps> Friday at 11 a.m. to announce his commitment. Wow! It's almost like this was just a playlet that I wrote in my head and made you guys go (laughs) along with. (laughs) He's got eight offers on the table right now. Cal, Texas State, ULM, UTSA, TCU, Texas Tech, Bowling Green, SMU. Um, he's going to be picking from one of those eight. He hasn't narrowed it down. Yeah, he, didn't say, he hasn't do, named like a top five or anything. Yeah, and usually I say like, I, you know, I'm a big watch what they do, don't listen to what they say type of guy. Usually when that top list comes out, I'm like, he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows where he's going because mm-hmm. he dropped his top three, dropped his top five. Because you usually don't drop that list unless you have a pretty good idea of where you're going because that one school is going to be one of those six. And there are going to be some schools on there that are fluff, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to have the fluff. Um, make your make your one pick look better, or make you. But that's just kind of like that's just kind of how you have to look at those top school lists as he moves the Rutgers. Bad. I, I was just it was just in the way. Um, Michigan State. The Michigan State. Wow. Well, you know that's not go Sparty. Um, <laughs> not even considered. But okay. So that so like right now you feel like you're flying a little blind. Flying a little blind. I mean, um, are you thinking it? Well, most of the offers are in state, right? Yeah, and it, so the numbers would say in state. I think Cal is a cool offer because it, uh, again, like Stanford, ha- brings a lot of prestige from the academic side. But it was a Johnny Come Lately type of offer. Mm-hmm. It came in within the last two weeks. I think that they could be just because of what they bring to the table. But other than that, I'm I'm looking at SMU, UTSA, TCU, and Texas Tech. Those are the ones that I'm okay. circling in on right now for Tobias Steps, who's a very athletic, six foot six, two hundred and sixty pound offensive tackle he will be the biggest person in our office on friday oh for sure for sure for sure and we have a, a preview coming up today i went through and interviewed tobias to kind of set the table okay for friday it's coming up 11 o'clock on friday tobias steps from lancaster will be here committing uh no relation to matt sepp um, i mean we're all related like in the big kind of human we're world, all brothers. steps um, steps yes oh yes mm-hmm. steps <laughs> I'm just letting you guys know there's no relation. Uh, also, no relation is the two Gregs. I'm Greg Tucker, but that's Greg Powers, our uh, DCTF Director of Recruiting. Uh, see his fine work on TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Stick around because we got to talk a little barbecue. Let's do it. Man. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hope you'll consider going to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Hey, you know what? I found out Mallory's mom is a subscriber to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. She sure is. What are you, better than Mallory's mom? Mm Mm-mm. 
Go subscribe to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Get the 2023 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mail before mailed to you before it hits newsstands, plus all sorts of great online content. You get the Texas Basketball Magazine mailed to you, our recruiting edition with Greg Powers' Outstanding Insights coming up here in late, uh, late November, plus Texan Live, our streaming service where you get more than 1,300 live Texas high school events, hundreds and hundreds of live Texas high school football games, hundreds of Texas high school football playoff games live on your device. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Everything I just mentioned for less than 50 buck. Less than 50 buck. And you get to join the cool club with Rhonda Hartley. Mm-hmm. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Now a word from our friends. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. The 83rd KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, the most historic and prestigious event in senior golf, kicks off an unprecedented run of major championships coming to PGA Frisco over the next 11 years. From May 24th to May 28th, join us as the best golfers over the age of 50 compete to have their name etched on the Alfred S. Bourne Trophy. Past senior PGA champions have included true legends of the game like Sarazen, Sneed, Palmer, Nicholas, Player, and Watson. A limited number of hospitality, pro-am, and ticket opportunities remain available for you to be a part of the first major championship at PGA Frisco. And keep in mind, corporate clients and ticket purchasers at this May's KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship will receive priority access to offerings at future major championships held at PGA Frisco, including the 2025 KPMG Women's PGA Championship and the 2027 PGA Championship. Visit srpga.com for more information. I'm Greg. That's Greg. Powers, what did you do this weekend? So Mike Craven and myself, we attended the 2023 Texas High School Barbecue State Championships in Round Rock, you know, brought to everybody by High School Barbecue, Inc. Great friends down at High School Barbecue, Inc. You know, Chuck, Marnie, Jan, Anita, Marcus. What's up, y'all? I'm <laughs> so a, jealous. I'm a, fuming. I'm so. I I still have never been. You've still never been. Oh man. I know because I know you guys went. We went you the first pickle, year. You guys, yeah, you three went the, the first year before, it, 2021 was the first time it was pickle powers and myself right mm-hmm. yep we ran three deep and we were like oh let's just go because it was down in Lano. and we were like oh, hey, oh you know, at the very right. least like we like we'll see thank know, god they were in Lano. right 
But we were like, hey, it sounds cool. It's interesting. At that point, it was kind of coming out of the pandemic. We were like, oh, we haven't really been anywhere. It'll be fun to do, do something to do that. And then we went and we were like, oh, we're doing this every year. We're never stopping coming. Uh, and we did. And there's only been one man who's been every year. I know. That is me. <laughs> um, I was blessed to be able to go back this year. I say thank God it was in Lano because I don't know if we would have really like known about it. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. Ashley Pickle probably got the drop on it because yep. it was in her hometown. And it's a, it is a tremendous event. 92 high schools um, were there. 92 high schools were there. Um now and is it, that a, is that an up from last year? I think or the it was year before. I think it, I think there were more last year. It was definitely up okay. from Milano. Uh, a hundred and one teams qualified. Gotcha. But it's a hundred percent. So it's gross. no pass, no play. A hundred percent strict on the rules. Your grades have to meet a certain criteria, nice. and if you if the members of your team don't meet that criteria, then you can't compete so i mean uh, there's a lot of scholarship money involved we can get to all that in a, a little bit but i was i ate more than i ever have before i i really understand the game now what i should do what i shouldn't do how to judge it all that kind of stuff you're now a three-time state barbecue judge and you know that's on my twitter profile Absolutely. right like i updated I it love that. when i sat down for the rib judging like right away i updated my twitter profile to three <laughs> times <laughs> while while I was at the table, oh, that's how impo- that's how there. important that's how important it is to me because I want uh, there's so much work that goes into it. I want to represent it in the correct light. I want to be good at it. You know, like I take it seriously. You, well, and not seriously at the same time. You guys know. How, <laughs> yeah, well, my barbecue friends know how I am. My friends here know how I am. So I mean, everybody understands what my I was. Barbecue friends. <laughs> uh, let's let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the goods. Uh, here is. Greg Powers' report from the 2023 Texas High School Barbecue State Championships. School Barbecue State Championships. Mike Craven just yep. came off the rib yep, judging table. How was it? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed. For high school kids, that was, that was, those were really good ribs. I know I built it up over the years, right? You know, talking very highly of it. Right. Did it live up to expectations? It did live up to expectations. I was a little nervous. I didn't want to take too much of the ribs there. I feel like I regret my portion. What did you use as your judging criteria? Mm. I'm a stars guy, right? You know that as I'm a recruiting right. analyst at Dave right. Campbell's Texas football. Right. You know, two star means that you're not going to be playing at the FBS level. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, the first year I came, I doubled the star thing, right? Because it's a scale of 10. So like right. if you're a 10, that's two five stars. You put them okay. together, you get a 10 star that's smart. barbecue. How did, what was your, how did you use, what was your guideline? I think true to form, I didn't have as much strategy as you had there. You know, I just kind of like winged it. You know, I just kind of like, you know, it was a vibe, right? Like, uh, you know, if it smelled good, if it looked good, if it tastes good, then it got an eight or a five.
go. I've been waiting three years to judge, judge brisket. It's finally here, the Texas High School Barbecue State Championships. My time has arrived. To this and you have five different categories right you start in the morning with uh, beans and mm -hmm. dessert and that kind of stuff how much of an emphasis actually goes on that brisket because the brisket at the end of the day is the tiebreaker yes. right and the, now as I've been a judge now for the third year I gotta assume that it comes down to a tiebreaker a lot of the time because those numbers are you know set in stone one through ten yes sir and there's been times where you know we're second by one point or yeah. you know we're so close to you know and it's just it's a minute it's a very small number that we're you know that are that's a difference between first and second all the way down to fourth and fifth uh, so it's it's important um, we try to have a person you know uh, each team member for each category that way they're paying attention to each uh, category especially the brisket too Like, we were talking content. during we were talking during here during while I was playing about how sometimes you see somebody very clearly doing what God put them on this earth to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why baby Jesus created you was to to judge barbecue. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced. Like you're good at the recruiting thing. You're good at it. But like you weren't meant to do it you were destined to be a barbecue judge <laughs> i really i really enjoy the the whole the whole thing and the people are great yeah and i gotta give y'all just watch the video i gotta give a special shout out to dctf video assistant rebecca powers who was in charge of almost that, all oh, of the awesome. all of the video there that was collected did she have a good time she had a great time uh made i mean seriously the barbecue people are great she made they really are they're really she made they're good friends. people she made friends mm -hmm. exchanging <laughs> exchanging recipes for banana bread so Ooh. i'm i'm excited you, <laughs> I'm you're ex the big winner here you hit the, i was about to say you hit the jackpot powers smart so, man a smart man. so i'm excited to try some of these uh recipes that are coming down <laughs> the pipe as well um just a, a really cool competition a lot of teams go out and you know they have to qualify to get there mm -hmm. So this is like the best of the best. To be clear, like when we're talking about this, think about like the the um, think about the the quality of play in like a high school football state semifinal, right? All the teams there are really good. Same thing goes here. Right. You had to have made it to this point. They don't expect you to try. So you know you rate. As a judge, one through ten, mm -hmm. the ones through sixes have been weeded out before state. Yeah, right? everyone's like the minimums, and it's it's like if they have a bad cook, it's a six. What would you rate chain barbecue? Like, I don't want to name names, but chain barbecue. Like, what would you give it a rating on a scale of one to ten? Like, maybe like a four. Yeah, like a four. Mm -hmm. Like the grilly good stuff would have to be like a five. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I mean, all this is way better yeah. than that. I just remember being shocked, like. I don't know. Part of me, when, I, when we went in 2021, I think it was, there was part of me that was like, okay, well, I don't mean to be demeaning, but it's like, these are kids. You know, it's, right. it, it, it's high school kids. I'm sure it's not going to be. And then you like try their ribs and you're like, this is the best rib I've ever had. <laughs> or if you're like me, you don't like beans. 
and oh, you yeah. try and you try their oh, beans God. and you're like wait did i do have i like your own barbecue these restaurant. beans are illegal <laughs> right <laughs> you know and j- they've over <laughs> shout out to the teams this year because mm-hmm. there was some there was some hardship that they had to overcome there there was a huge storm that rolled through um mm-hmm. before the the tournament or you know the mm-hmm. competition kicked off on saturday um you know high winds and this was Jeez. the destru- this was the destruction as the team showed up to compete at you know mm-hmm. three thirty, four o'clock in the morning this was the state of affairs and even some of the wood that they had a smoke with that was laid out overnight the teams that didn't tarp over their wood or mm-hmm. had an idea about that was wet which kind of put them behind in a lot of ways because you only get so long to get that brisket ready right yeah look at that i mean that's insane yeah. i mean it was it was a big storm that rolled through and so you know shout out to, to them for kind of persevering and finding a way through um I did you let me let me ask you because i haven't been doing it in round rock um because I know it's like it's a different space, but like it's a bit. I, I presume it's a little bit of a bigger space. And yeah, like they set up in the parking lot mm-hmm. there, so there's plenty of space for a lot of a lot more. Teams. It's, at the, it's at the baseball stadium, Dell Diamond yeah, in Del Round Rock, and then they use the um, you know the corporate offices, I believe, or the conference areas for the judging and all that kind of stuff. Really good setup for them. Much more space for the the whole thing, not only for what they're doing outside, but what they're you know what they have going on inside where they check in all of the the meats and desserts and. and and beans um now and you were you judged three different events right three different i have judged three different events i judged two events this year the first one the first one basically the way it worked we were just walking around to to, to flash back two years we were just walking around yeah. and we were like we were thinking man wouldn't it be so cool to judge and then like we walked by and they were like hey we need judges for chicken <laughs> and you were like yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Friend for life, Chuck Shanefeld. I did it. I did it too. And yeah. It was, it was awesome. It, it seriously is like the best barbecue chicken I've ever had. So how much How much do you eat of each plate of, you know, chicken or yeah, brisket? Like, do you just take one bite? Because you have to judge a lot. You got to make sure you're not super full. You're only allowed to take one bite. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So I didn't know I was judging ribs this year. I'd signed up to judge brisket. Oh, so when I first hit the scene, I went hard on chicken, right? Like I was going up mm-hmm. and here's how it works. Once they've turned in the meats, then they're open game for to be able to try them mm-hmm. or the whatever food item it is. Then you can try it because you, you don't want to give them feedback on or reaction to what that taste is like until they've turned it in so when i when i hit the scene ribs had or sorry chicken had just been turned in so chicken was on the cutting boards right like i'm walking around saying hey can i try your chicken introducing myself to the teams um and that kind of stuff so i went pretty hard on the chicken i got a couple like substantial pieces like yeah like you know when we went around we got like that first year we got like little tiny bites like a dude handed me a whole leg (laughs) this year So he's like, do you want? You, you know? really are. You're a barbecue celebrity down there now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you pretty really cool. So awesome. for it's for brisket and ribs. I flip, I flip the rib up on its side. I pick which one I want to eat, and then I cut. I would say three quarters of it out of the middle, right, all the way to the bone. So a pretty big bite. I want to mm-hmm. try like right out of the middle. Did did you? Cause, and this was the first time you judged brisket, right? It was. Um, brisket, I, brisket's really like the Cadillac of barbecue, like judging, right? It's, it's like because it's the heart. I think. It's, I think mm-hmm. it's, this is me as somebody who's tried to do brisket. I find it to be the most challenging one. Right. Um, the easiest to screw up. Um, what was your brisket judging experience like? I really enjoy. I really enjoyed it, and I did have a strategy for that too. So I'm a I'm a big bark guy. I love the bark. So what I would do is I would take a 
bite off of I would slice a bite off of the end mm -hmm. then slice a bite off of the middle then put those two pieces of meat together for one glorious brisket bite glorious brisket bite I mean these kids are amazing Would I mean you, yeah. I you really they, can't they really are you Super can't cool. do it justice by really explain like explaining it like it you just have to be there picture your best barbecue that you your favorite barbecue restaurant it's as good or better than that almost every bite. It really is. Uh, it, it it's it's shocking how good they are. Like it's really they're really good and, and they're they're all like they take it very seriously and it's like and you can tell. Anything that you wake up at three AM yeah. to, to compete in start the fire. It's it's mm -hmm. serious. It's amazing. Um Okay. Uh, I hate you, but we've got to go next year. I yes. mean, I'm, I'm just so mad that we can't be Agreed. there. And like, we got, we really got to. Yeah. When's your birthday? July 31st. You know what we need That's to get right. him? Hmm. We need to get him like a golden fork so that he can <laughs> use that. Because, uh, because correct me if I'm wrong, but like when I was there in 2021, they had just had like plastic silver. Well, you throw the fork and knife away yeah. after you use it. Right. Is that still, cause you, because you're Isn't sharing the- is it tough the... to cut with plastic? No, surprisingly, uh, no. no. Not this barbecue. Yeah, so no, good. true. Not, yeah, even, a not, like, yeah. not even a little bit. Like yeah. it was, That's I mean, it awesome. just sliced right through. You probably no do problems. a fork, honestly. Uh, we just gotta get you like a, like a gold-plated etched like fork. <laughs> like I represent my uh, high school BBQ Inc t-shirts a lot like i wear them around like when i when i'm barbecuing at home i slide on my high school I'll, bbq I'll, I'll never forget shirt. the first time i emailed chuck because uh, i was like hey we're dave campbell's we'd love to come down and do that and he was like yeah sure come on by and then it was like i didn't realize i was getting you a best friend right like i didn't realize it's like oh this is you know and uh, chuck's great right yeah his wife marnie marnie equally is great. Marnie's awesome. So she really is the glue that kind of holds all the judging together. Great. Like I said, great people down yeah. there and I'm happy to be a part of it and, and I'm glad and thankful that they allow me yeah. to keep coming yeah. back. That's the thing is that they could say, hey, we'd prefer you don't come out here. And so we really do appreciate them letting us come and crash their party. Uh, it, it is it is a lot of fun for us and, and we hope that we're able to kind of shine a spotlight on it for, for uh, the high school barbecue state championships in 2023. We'll see you next year. That's good. Uh, let's go over to Mallory Hartley for America's second favorite segment final thoughts uh we have a lot of baseball and softball to watch on Texan live this weekend do we have a problem starting with today? uh we do but it's not gonna be live we're okay. just gonna uh, that'll that'll drop later this afternoon a new episode of the Republic of football but yeah a lot of baseball softball stuff on Texan live so make sure to subscribe go watch some uh, Texan live stuff textfootballcom slash subscribe mm -hmm. that's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's follow us on Instagram instagram.com slash Dave Campbell and of course see us at texasfootball.com for our Cooper Rush Mallory Hartley and Greg Powers I'm Greg Tepper Vince Young please meet your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow on Texas football today